Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, America, my name is Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America. And as always, I like to refer you to our good friends, our policy partners at JustFacts.com. You've heard of JustFacts before, and I'm going to tell you about them again. JustFacts, F-A-C-T-S dot com. And if you go to JustFacts.com slash Rich, you can sign up for free for their policy papers. You'll get them absolutely free. And the current one they have right now on the coronavirus is one you don't want to miss. Now, check it out. We are still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden, bringing you the latest. So big tech is at it again. They're stifling free speech. You would say if this were government that big tech is tyrannical. Facebook has been censoring the great one, Mark Levin. They've been after Bongino. The New York Post article that I shared when uh, I went to go click on my own tweet, it pops up a window that says this may be a dangerous link. And it goes to the New York Post, (laughs) which I found to be really interesting. So they're definitely doing uh, their best to stop the spread of a story, an exclusive story that the New York Post has that we talked about yesterday. But wait, there's more. Yeah, since yesterday, we learned about the Ukrainian interference with Hunter Biden peddling his father's influence as vice president of the United States so that he can A, get business deals, and B, in my humble opinion, it's a payoff. I can't give the envelope, I can't slide that across the table to Vice President Joe Biden, but I sure as hell can slide him a few stacks or 50K a month if I pay his son off. That was yesterday's story, and there was more that came up out of that yesterday. But today's story, emails reveal how Hunter Biden tried to cash in big on behalf of his family with a Chinese firm. I mean, this is just getting bigger and bigger. And again, Twitter has censored, uh, for the most part, locked the campaign account, or I should say the Twitter account, of several Trump allies, including Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany, whose personal Twitter account was locked out because of her sharing of this article. Uh, The Twitter CEO came out and gave one of those hashtag sorry, not sorry type of statements where he said the way that we handled this wasn't great. Okay, whatever that means. Basically, I think he was saying, look, we should have told you that we were going to censor you rather than censor you, you know, without telling you that we were going to do it, but we were going to do it nonetheless. That's what's happening with that. To bring you up to speed, this Hunter Biden, he's gotten himself into a lot of trouble. He left his computer at a repair shop. The repair shop guy, who happens to be legally blind, looks through it, goes through it, makes a copy of the hard drive, hands it over to the feds, and gives a copy to our very own Rudy Giuliani. And this is where we are. Now they're going through this trove of emails that reveal a whole lot of different things about Hunter. And of course, my question's always been, where's Hunter? We'd love to know where Hunter is because he's cashing in big time. 
There's photos of him that have been released, I guess, from this hard drive to the UK Sun that I saw yesterday that appear to be Hunter Biden with what appears to be the type of paraphernalia or glass pipe that you would use to smoke crack or crystal meth. And that's a crazy story. We know that he has these addiction issues, but it kind of corroborates the idea that this hard drive does exist and that these pictures of him are, in fact, on this computer. So my question to everybody in listener land is, what do we do with this information? A lot of people on Twitter saying, oh my gosh, we should arrest these guys right away. I think to myself, should we be arresting people because of this information or should we just investigate it to find out how intense it is, how deep it goes, how entrenched it is? So I'll give you our phone number, which I should have given you at the top. Forgive me for that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Should Hunter Biden who we're going to have to come up with a cool nickname for because he seems to be in the news every day. But should he, in fact, should he make a statement? Should he come out and say, no, 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 you don't understand. This is how that went. Or no, no, I was that was my Halloween costume. It wasn't a crack pipe or whatever. Should he say something? Others are saying Joe Biden, until this is clarified, because this puts him in a very precarious situation, because if, in fact, he was getting paid off by way of Hunter Biden, then he's complicit in this corruption. And if that's the case, should he, in effect, continue his campaign or should former Vice President Biden suspend his campaign? I think that's one of the questions that's on the table from a lot of people that want to know, especially those that I've seen on social media that are saying, you know, Biden should drop out now. Now, I'm not that extreme. I think, you know, there's place for conversation. We should find out really what the heck is going on. But staying quiet, hiding in the basement isn't going to help. But that did not stop President Trump at his rally yesterday because he had a few things to say. President Trump was in Iowa last night and talked about this smoking gun story about the top Ukraine executive and this email with Hunter Biden. I want you to listen to this cut from last night's uh, rally in Iowa. Check this out. We've just learned through explosive documents published by a very fine newspaper, the New York Post, that Joe Biden has been blatantly lying about his involvement in his son's corrupt business dealing. And this is a big smoking gun. The newly uncovered emails reveal that a top executive from the highly questionable Ukrainian company wrote to Hunter arranging for a meeting to meet with Vice President Joe Biden. The same Ukrainian energy executive even sent Hunter an email saying, quote, we urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence. In other words, Hunter was being paid for access to his vice president father, who was specifically put in charge of Ukraine and Russia. How about the Russia hoax? It turned out that they were the ones that did the Russia hoax. (laughs) And again, this is part of the reason why I'm always a supporter of El Trumpito, Donaldus Magnus, El Presidente, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of these United States, because he just tells it like it is in such a humorous and in-your-face kind of way. He's right. If you're peddling this type of influence, this is uh, problematic, right? Legally, you're supposed to be a lobbyist in order to accept payments on behalf of lobbying someone to utilize your 
your influence. And this is what they claim Paul Manafort didn't do when he didn't file a simple form because he was a registered lobbyist but didn't file the foreign uh, lobbyist form. And this is why dude went to jail and had two heart attacks in jail. So if Hunter is in fact doing that, and I think the president's being generous because in my estimation, this is the best way to make a payoff. If you want to slide some money over to the VP, you do it by way of these shell companies that his son is in charge of and say, oh, no, they have nothing to do. Just because I was in China and then we opened up a business in China has nothing to do with anything. Just because we went to Ukraine and we opened up a business in the Ukraine, it's got nothing to do with anything, right? And mind you that these are not people that are entrepreneurs that operate business ventures. They're career politicians for the most part. And I'm talking about Joe Biden and so many of his colleagues. So we're going to continue to uncover all of that stuff. But Joe Biden wouldn't be in the hot water that he's in if he didn't act so brash when he was at the Council on Foreign Relations a few years back. Let me double check that year real quick. Yeah, Biden 2018. Right. So Biden's there and saying, you know what? You want those loan guarantees, you want this, you want that. Well, son of a bitch, right? So he says a whole bunch of things, and we have an audio clip of that, and I want you to hear that. This is Joe Biden uh, talking about how he pressured the Ukrainians to fire the prosecutor that was looking into his son's dirty dealings. Check this out. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." (laughs) I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not." getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. Well, son of a bitch. He got fired. Look at that. So there you have Joe Biden strong arming foreign leaders into firing the people that are looking into the company that his son is collecting a $50,000 payday from per month. That's not 50K a year. That's 50K a month. Hunter Biden was making money hand over fist. What he was doing with it, we don't know. And honestly, that's none of my business. What, What is my business is if he's a legitimate businessman that's doing business or if he's strong arming people using mob like tactics because his dad was vice president. That obviously is problematic. Just imagine the shoe being on the other foot and the sitting president and one of his children strong arming somebody say, hey, you know what? We want to build a Trump tower in, I don't know, Mumbai. And man, if you don't do that, we're not going to give you X, Y and Z. That would be the talk of the town. Matter of fact, this is why the Trump organization didn't do any international deals after he got elected and they let go of the whole international aspect of their business and have lost a fortune. Hundreds of millions of dollars are estimated to have been lost by the Trump organization because they're not doing international business. So I think that it's a fair statement to to say that it's incomparable, right? They're apples and oranges. They're not the same thing. The Trumps have always been in business for themselves. The Bidens, not so much. So that's number one. Now, number two, if Biden wasn't bragging and showing off and doing all of this craziness, he wouldn't be in this hot water. Up next, I want to talk about Kamala, good old Kamala Harris, canceling her campaign because of coronavirus. But keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. All 
Alright, what's up America? Bienvenido America, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez and we are still right here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden, right here in New York City. And we just finished talking about Hunter Biden, and there's a whole lot going on with that. But I also want to bring you some breaking news. As of 19 minutes ago, this is being reported by the Associated Press, C-SPAN suspends Steve Scully after he admits lying about a hack on his Twitter account. Now, you may remember in the news a few days ago, there was all this talk about the debate being canceled, and the Democrats were trying to say that it was Trump being sick and this and that and the other thing. And then the Republicans were saying, no, 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 it's because Steve Scully is a hack and he was dealing with Scaramucci, who is the former White House communications director who had a falling out with President Trump and has become an evil arch nemesis of President Trump. So I'm going to give you a little background. 48 hours ago, the debate commission bailed out C-SPAN Steve Scully by canceling the Trump-Biden showdown. This is a headline from Fox News. This is according to certain critics. The decision by the Commission on Presidential Debates to cancel the second debate between President Trump and Joe Biden scheduled for Thursday, that's today, got embattled in would-be moderator Steve Scully's out-of-the-line-of-fire, according to critics. The debate could not happen with Scully as moderator regardless of any other factor. This is according to Cornell Law professor and media critic William Jacobson in an interview he did with Fox News. Scully is the host of C-SPAN's Washington Journal, claimed last week that his Twitter account was hacked after a tweet from his account indicated that he had reached out to outspoken Trump critic Anthony Scaramucci for some advice. This is bad because you're supposed to be a moderator, an impartial moderator, an unbiased moderator, and you're connecting with enemies of the president for advice on how to moderate a debate. If that doesn't stink, I don't know what does. This is so sloppy. So it appeared that Scully thought he was sending a private message to Scaramucci, but he didn't. So then he says that he got hacked. Then he was widely mocked by critics who found him saying the same stuff in other places. Scully's credibility as an unbiased debate moderator was also questioned when it became known that he once served as an intern for Senator Biden. That's right, Joe Biden. This guy was going to moderate a debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and he was an intern for Senator Biden. I mean, you want to avoid even the appearance of an impropriety. So why wouldn't you put that out there? Because he's a fake, phony, fraud liar. That's why. And it also showed on his Twitter that in 2016, on his Twitter timeline, he shared an article from the New York Times that said, no, not Trump, not ever. That's the headline of an op-ed that he shared on his Twitter account. Now, listen, I don't pretend to be a journalist. So you'll see, no, not Biden, not ever, on my Twitter, anytime you want. And it's not private. I don't lock it. You can see what everything I say. I put my name on everything that I say because I'm not afraid to present my own opinion and to back it up. But these guys that pretend to be journalists, they really want to do what I do. They want to be critics of politics, commentators. But yet they masquerade as journalists and is wrong. Now, Scully should have come under fire big time then, but the debate commission had his back because they're a bunch of leftist hacks as well. No problem. And the debate commission said that they reported the apparent hack to the FBI and Twitter as part of their investigation. But the Commission on Presidential Debates, the FBI and C-SPAN, as well as Twitter, declined to give any comments to Fox News after the fact. So Scully saying that he got hacked, 
Now it's up to him to prove it. Hopefully he hasn't lied to the FBI about it. That would be a crime. The Commission on Presidential Debates was in a tough position with its moderator being exposed as a partisan and possibly being deceptive. That's according to Jacobson. So then the Commission cancels the debate and takes Scully off of the front pages. But now they've, in effect, destroyed their credibility. There's a few other good quotes in this article, so you should check it out if you can. It's on foxnews.com. But the breaking news again, Steve Scully admits that he lied. Now, why? Because he's probably going to go to jail for lying. (laughs) That's what happens when you lie to the FBI. If they followed up on this and they were like, hey, bro, did you get hacked? And he was like, nah, nah, I'm saying, no, you know, maybe I was was a little little nervous. I talked to my guy, Scaramucci the Mooch, you know what I'm saying? I asked for, no, I don't think so. So either the FBI asked him about it or he just totally, totally uh, decided, you know what, let me tell the truth before I have to end up lying and end up in jail. One or the other. But he got caught. He's out. So everybody that's out there saying, oh, because Trump doesn't want to debate. Are you kidding? Trump not want to debate? Just listen to what that sounds like. Trump wants any opportunity he can to mop the floor with Joe El Baboso Biden. I put my money on Donaldus Magnus, El Trumpito, Donald J. Trump, El Presidente, the 45th president of these United States any day of the week. I know that he can take on Joe Biden. Come on. Joe Biden doesn't know if he's running for president or if he's running for the Senate. Now, okay, I'm being facetious. He's just gaff prone, maybe because of the brain surgeries, granted. But Trump is swinging. He's doing 100 miles an hour, recovering from COVID, COVID free, because he's got the antibodies and the whole Regeneron thing. You cannot stop this guy and this momentum. Huge shout to the Trump team because they're doing an amazing job, in my opinion. Keep the momentum going. Now, check this out. 19 minutes ago, C-SPAN. White House Correspondents Association President Steve Scully. So mind you, this guy is the president of the pack of liars and hyenas and wolves that attack the president on a daily basis. But for Kayleigh McEnany, who Twitter just suspended, by the way, they would have free reign at the White House. Good for her for checking them on a regular basis and putting them in line. C-SPAN has suspended its political editor, Steve Scully, indefinitely on Thursday after he admitted to lying about his Twitter feed being hacked when he was confronted about a questionable exchange with former Trump aide Anthony Scaramucci. The news came on the day of what was supposed to be a career highlight for the 30-year C-SPAN veteran. Scully was to moderate the second debate between President Donald Trump and Democrat Joe Biden, which was canceled after Trump would not agree to a virtual format because of his COVID-19 diagnosis. Of course not. And we talked about that here. Why on earth, if you could have a fight in real life, would you have the fight on TV? You know they're going to try and mute him and mess with his feed. Trump did the right thing. A week ago, after Trump had criticized him as a never-Trumper, Scully tweeted at Scaramucci, should I respond to Trump? Scaramucci, a former Trump communications director and now critic of the president, advised Scully to ignore him. Scully said that when he saw his tweet had created such a controversy, I falsely claimed that my Twitter account had been hacked. That's a quote from Scully. He had been frustrated by Trump's comments and several weeks of criticism on social media and conservative news outlets about his role as moderator, including attacks directed at his family, he said. These were both errors in judgment for which I am totally responsible for, said Scully. I apologize. Well, good for you, bro. You shouldn't be doing that, being a big hack liar. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. It's like, imagine a judge coming out. Journalists, judges, these are people that you rely on to be honest. Cops, you don't want dishonest people in these jobs because their judgment is paramount to the success of their job. Man, he said he let down his colleagues. What a freaking idiot, right? So first of all, when you serve as a journalist, who is it that you're serving? Your colleagues or we the people, the people at large? Of course, all of America is hanging on every last word that you say, that you write, that you speak, because they expect you to be telling the truth. And his first apology goes to he let down his colleagues. It just lets you know these people do not give a damn about you. They do not give a damn about me. They only care about themselves, this little thuggish elite crowd. Thuggish elite crowd of journalists. He said he let down his colleagues at C-SPAN, fellow news professionals at the debate commission. I ask for their forgiveness, not your forgiveness, not my forgiveness, their forgiveness, as I try to move forward in a moment of reflection and disappointment in myself, he said. C-SPAN said that Scully confessed to lying about the hack on Wednesday. Quote, he understands that he made a serious mistake, the network said. We were very saddened by this news and do not condone his actions, end quote. The debate commission did not immediately return messages for comment from the Associated Press. Scully has led the network's presidential election coverage since 1992. But the suspension means he won't be a part of C-SPAN's election night programming. Whew. Oh, somebody thought of something decent that... Finally. Scully's the host of Washington Journal and some other programs at C-SPAN. The network said Scully has consistently demonstrated fairness and professionalism and built a reservoir of goodwill. Baloney. I call BS on that. Bravo, Sierra. How it, In the biggest thing he's ever done in his career, a 30-year highlight, their words, not mine, and he blows it this way, how do you think he got to where he was? By being consistently and demonstrating fairness and professionalism? No, I don't think so. I think this guy's been a hack and a liar his entire career, doing whatever the hell he wanted to for political motivation. Guess what? I do what I do for political motivation, and honestly, my motivation is more for America and for my children and future generations than it is for anything else. However, I will say I do embrace conservative values, and I want to see those values perpetuated for generations to come. It's not about politics. It's about a way of life. And if he wants to be a, a leftist and go for it, God bless him. But don't be a liar. I don't come out here and tell you that what I'm telling you is is the news that I have discovered as a journalist. I'm telling you that this is my opinion as someone that's been in the political field and worked in different capacities in my career. And I give you my opinion and I give you commentary on the news of the day. And I rely on idiots like this guy to tell the truth. And it's so upsetting to see that this continues to be the case. We call them the fake news, the fake news, the fake news. You would think that they would accept the critique and turn it around, shape it up. Instead, they double down and then they get caught. Crazy. And listen to what they have to say. After some distance from this episode, we believe in his ability to continue to contribute to C-SPAN. So he's not even fired. The guy was about to rig a presidential debate. He was going to lie to the FBI who was going to investigate a hack on his account. 
and they think that after, you know, the debates, they can probably bring him back to C-SPAN to be a hack. Maybe we should look at C-SPAN and decide if that's where our tax dollars need to be because C-SPAN is publicly funded. Not entirely, but partially. It's time that we put our foot down on things that don't suit us and don't serve us. We the people are in charge, not the other way around. Our rights come from God, not from the government. The government doesn't tell us what to do. We tell them what to do. Si esto no nos conviene, olvídate. We don't need it. If this is not for us, if it doesn't benefit us, forget about it. Who needs this? Anyway, keep it locked right here. We're going to wrap up our Hispanic Heritage Month interviews with Jesse Holguin from the Lexit movement. You guys know Jesse as a gangbanger from L.A. turned activist slash evangelist. So more on that when we get back. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to This Is America. This is America. All right, America. Now I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden. And with us right now, we got the founder of the Lexit movement. That's the Latino exit from the Democrat Party. Latinos exiting the left. Why? Because they're sick and tired of it. Jesse Holguin, former gangbanger. You've heard him on this program several times before. He's in a wheelchair, and now he's into the ministry. He's into voting his godly and moral values. He's into activism. He's into doing the right thing. And Jesse Holguin is with us right now. Jesse, what's going on, my man? How you doing, my brother? It's a pleasure to be here, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm blessed. Always a pleasure to be with you, brother. So uh, yesterday and on Saturday, I did a podcast and I did my live show recapping uh, the event that you invited me to in Washington, D.C. We went to the White House. It was a tremendous success. And then the media, the left, they attacked Candace Owens saying that they were paying people to go there and all sorts of things that weren't true. And I I addressed all of that in my podcast. And what I want to talk about today with you is really going into Election Day. We're 20, I think it's 24 days away from Election Day. What is the message that you have that they may not have heard before for Latinos across America that are listening to this program? What is it that you want them to hear? Looking at the left, do you guys want lawlessness? Do you guys see what's going on? Do you see the Democrats are allowing this? Just imagine, and even and they don't even have that much power. All they have is the House. And look at the chaos, the anarchy, everything that's going on. Just imagine the nightmare if they had the House or even and the Senate or whatever, just any more power at all. Because look at just what the little bit of, that they do have. Look at lawlessness. Look at everything that's going on. They're trying to shut down. Everything just in, in all ways, just pay attention to that. Don't, it's not even about Trump no more. To me, it's not even about Trump. It's not even about Republican. It's not even about a Democrat. It's about the soul of America. You wake up. It's about your family, all of that. Think of all that. Don't just keep going with, oh, I hate Trump and whatever like that. You need to look at the other side. It's like life and death to me. Yeah, so I hear what you're saying. You're saying that this is about protecting the American way of life. Doesn't matter what color you are, what neighborhood you live in. This is coming from a guy, right, who's in a wheelchair because you were a gangbanger and got shot and became paralyzed. And if you're saying we don't want lawlessness, I think this is a message that Americans need to hear. True or false? True, because, you know, in the hood, especially, like if you can go to any hood or whatever area, ask them, hey, do you guys want no police? 
they're going to all say, heck no, because we already know in our neighborhoods how bad crime is. So we can only imagine if the cops, because we've seen a little glimpse of it when this BLM riots and all that happened, people and store uh, store owners and all that were calling the police, people calling the police, and police were not coming. Like, we just got a little, even tiny glimpse of it. But we know we don't want lawlessness in our neighborhoods because we know, we know what, what that will be. See, all these rich liberals... They're over there safe. They have nothing going on where they live, so they don't care. But we care because we know that's going to be our cities burning, our businesses burning down, us being assaulted and all of that stuff. But who wants that? I mean, we know, you know, us in our countries that we come from, we don't want lawlessness. We don't want corrupt administrations and that, you know what I mean? Nobody wants corruption, Jesse. I agree with you 100%. And another thing that comes to mind is as we head into Election Day, there's a lot of talk about two things. Uh, Well, many things, but one of the two things that comes up with respect to ethnic voting is that Joe Biden needs to get nine out of every 10 black voters in order to to win certain swing states. And the other part of it is Hispanic Latino voters. And that's something I think you know a lot about because you're at different events across America. You have a membership that's continuing to grow with the uh, Lexit movement. I want you to talk about the growth of the Lexit movement. And yeah. what you've seen, you haven't been on with us for a couple of months, so kind of bring us up to speed on how Lexit has grown and where you expect it to go and how you envision Election Day. It's just grown so much. Like, I'm, you don't see the messages and stuff that we get on a daily basis and just people all the time that are just fired up. And because we're, we're like, I don't want to say that it's all Lexit because of Lexit, but I feel that we've had a big role in what's going on with the Latinos because you figure we've been out almost two years now and that if you notice it's not a coincidence but that's the time when Trump's numbers with Latinos started to change and I feel Lexit has a lot to do with that with us and but then the blacks too like, like you were saying over there it was just so many Latinos and blacks and then even in my own personal life like I've had I had two friends right in my own personal uh, life circle or whatever that were anti-Trump, that I used to get in heated debates with them. They were anti-Trump, anti-hated Trump. They both, even one just got at me yesterday, was like, you know what? And he was a diehard liberal. You would see him probably out there protesting and all that for the <laughs> other side. And, all that. and he yesterday he even told me, but the other one told me too, but this one yesterday told me, hey, I'm going to vote for Trump. And these two guys, you would have never thought in a million years that they would switched to Trump because they were hardcore Democrats, hardcore left, anti-Trump, and now they're on the, now they're Trump, but there's so many, like we hear stories on a daily basis, get messages, and we're just seeing it when we go out and talking to people at events and just things like that. We see that um, Latinos are tired of it, even, but I, and then I rarely see even, even that, okay, but even I rarely see ones that like Biden, either way, even if they still like, okay, yeah, but I don't like Trump because he says whatever things or whatever. They still don't like Biden. They're still not enthusiastic or whatever about Biden. They just don't like Trump or whatever. So I tell them, okay, that's fine. Even if you can't find it in your heart or whatever, no matter what, you still don't like Trump or whatever, that's fine. I tell them, just, then just don't vote at all, but don't <laughs> vote for the other side. You know, but it's rare that I've seen Latinos that are enthusiastic or anything about Trump. It's mostly just the Trump derangement that are just ingrained in them so bad that they just would do anything against Trump. But they're not. Everybody, I don't think, is excited about creeping Joe Biden. 
Well, and that's something I spoke about on the podcast yesterday. I was saying that, you know, the enthusiasm for Biden just doesn't seem to be there. I don't think that there's enough people that are enthusiastic about Joe El Baboso Biden. He just doesn't bring enough to the table for people to say, man, that's my guy right there. I want to vote for this dude. So with that being said, tell me, you know, being that you're bringing on new members from all over the place. I see Lexit members in uh, Texas. I see them in Florida, New Jersey, New York. And I got a chance to meet with so many of them uh, in Washington. But I want you to tell me what is the number one reason or the top two reasons that when people join forces with Lexit and they say you know I want to be part of the movement is it because they're just radical Trumpers and they're like hey I'm Trump all day or is it because they're like you know what I'm tired of the left or what is the real reason that you're seeing people the main reason jump on board the Lexit movement uh, mostly it's because we're tired of the, like you said, because we're tired of the left. And that's exactly what happened with me. I wasn't even never big on Trump at the beginning. I didn't really know too much about him. I just knew he was better than Hillary. And uh, I, but I was just uh, tired of the left. Like the left and the fake media, mm-hmm. they, they like you could say they were the cause of Lexit or whatever, because they caused me to to get involved. Like a lot of us that we weren't even involved, like a couple of our team members and all that, like we weren't even really into politics. We weren't even really big on the scene, but just the, like I said, the lawlessness, just everything about the left and all that, it just, they made us like get involved. They made us like, we're, you know what? We're just sick and tired of it. They're just so radical, just so far to the left nuts now that we had to, we're like, man, look what's going on. Like, look at, they're destroying our cities. Cause I was here in LA and they're rioting bad over here. Like my wife and all that scared to go outside. And like, who wants to live like that? Like, we don't want to live like that. And just in, in all ways, like I said, they're attacking our godly moral values. Um, just, in, just like I said, in all ways, it, they're all bad, bro. So mostly to me, I think is we're just sick of the left. I, I agree. And I think the reason that that people open their eyes to re- consider a Republican candidate like President Trump, who I like to call El Trumpito, Donaldus Magnus, El Presidente, <laughs> Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of these United States. I think when people look at El Trumpito, they don't have a fair opportunity to, to weigh his record, to weigh his successes because the fake news media, the left within the media are lying to people. And when they propagate this message uh, filled with lies over and over and over. People say, oh, you know, Trump's a racist, Trump's this, he hates Latinos, kids in cages, and then that's it, that's a wrap. So it isn't until you're broken from the spell of the left that you can say, oh, you know what, this guy isn't so bad. Matter of fact, this guy believes in what I believe in. I'm more in line with Trump than I am with Biden. And that's when everybody opens up their eyes. At least that's what I think. Yeah, wow, you hit it right on the head, bro. That's exactly how it happened. First, it could happen with me, but even that guy yesterday that told me, that I told you. But it, that's the way it does it. First, they get disgusted by the left. So then that opens their eye, okay, to start hearing what Trump before. Uh, like, they don't want to hear any, any, no matter what Trump says, no matter what good he does, whatever, they don't even want to hear it. They're like sheep. They don't even want to. They're just a Trump to range sitting. But once if they get, they're tired of the left, then they're open. So then they're going to start listening to what he said. They may, might put Fox News on, might put on your show or whatever. They might, they're going to start listening to us or whatever. And then they're going to start seeing, hey, you know what? Trump's cool, you know, because I was, happy. I was like, you know what? I like this dude, you know what I mean? Because I never went all out like how I am all this for a politician. I never was even all into that. But the more, like I said, I was disgusted by the left. So then I started, I was like, dang. I like what this guy's saying. I like the way how he is. I like that. Um, 
about him that he's outspoken. Like sometimes he says a little bit of crazy things, but I like it because he's not a politician. He's just a regular dude. He says, if he says it, he's going to do it. And um, so I like that about Trump. But you hit it right on the, the nose, Rich. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, so 30 seconds left. Tell everybody that's listening your final message uh, to voters across America, young Latinos, older Latinos, all the Hispanics in America, and all Americans, period, irrespective of their background. What is the message that Jesse Holguin, president of the Lexit movement, has to say? I say everybody makes for sure, number one, make sure you guys vote. And not only that, go, don't just stay quiet about all everything that's going on. You tell people, the other Latinos, that you're going to vote for Trump, that you're tired of the left, because I think that's why we're so effective is because people see Lex and me, like several of us are ex-game members, we're just all everyday Latinos. When they see, like, dang, look at that dude from the hood and that, damn, look at them, they're for Trump. So it, like, opens their eyes, and then they're like, what? He can't be so bad if they see so many blacks, so many Latinos for Trump. It, like, opens the doors. It's like we're changing the narrative um, to them. So sports are, you know what I mean, around them. Like, tell, let it be known that you like Trump. Post, share posts, you know what I mean, post good, real news stories like that. Get involved just because, we, we, like, like we were talking earlier, it, we, we, we can't afford no more to just be complacent and doing nothing because we're fighting for the soul of America. Do you want lawlessness? Do you want socialism? No. So then you got to start being vocal. This is the time. It's like almost like a civil war now. It's like it's different than the guns and all that in those days. But it's like an ideology, uh, spiritual, I mean, civil war going on. And you need to get involved or else we're, gonna, we're fighting for the soul of America now. Oh, everybody, that's Jesse Hogan, the head of the Lexit Movement. LexitMovement.com is the website. Go buy a T-shirt, support your fellow man. I think it's so important that people get together with uh, political movements where you see eye to eye on something, maybe not everything, but something, where we get together and we stand up for all of those things that we collectively collectively believe in because if we're too busy with partisan or you know even intra-partisan politics where we're like oh no because this guy's that guy and that guy no 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 right now we got to go all in for president trump lex it's got to be in for trump i'm in for trump we're all in for trump because to be in for trump right now means to be in for america for the future of america for the future of our children so jesse i want to thank you for the work that you're doing and i want to thank you for joining this is america right on thank you too rich for all you're doing man you're great I appreciate it, brother. Now, listen, everybody, I always tell you, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. That's a quote from Hamilton and a quote from Sir Edmund Burke. He's the guy, one of the philosophers that influenced the founders of this country. And he says the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men like you. That means good people like you to stand by and do nothing. So don't stand by and do nothing. Rise up. Do something because you are the change. You are the future. You are going to make a difference in this election and in the future of this country. Until next time, hasta la próxima. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.